0: One million breaths, for 4 2020 and things are still pretty good, right? I mean, so no martial law. I haven't seen anybody at the testing center, anybody but the sheriffs, and it seemed like they had a few employees. You know, if I may, yeah. do you ever take the interstate here from the north side or the west side? Do you ever take the interstate here, Chad? You always take like Ellington.
1: Um, hold on a second. Sorry, I'm having technical difficulties the, on my end. The
0: reason I ask is because there's a homeless dude who's always sitting, standing at the uh, at the light when you get off the interstate there, that exit ramp. Yeah. And he is almost always there, it's pretty much every single morning. So I never talked to the guy and I always turn right. And he's always standing on the left side, but the other day, you know, there's no traffic. So I'm like pulling up. I see him standing there and he kind of seemed like he was going to look, he was like looking down and in a way, but I got his, I wrote my window down and I was like, yo, how's it? Uh, how's that uh, testing center been progressing? Because then you can see it right when you get off the interstate there. Okay. He, um, he really, he's probably like the best source of information because he stands there every day. And he's just watched it for weeks. Like when they first started putting it all together and putting the fence up or putting the cones up. And then, and he said they're getting busier, but he still hadn't seen anybody come in and get tested.
1: Yeah. Well, I think they just started on Monday at that testing site and they opened one in... Murphy, is it murphysboro where the other one is
0: probably something like that i wouldn't be surprised
1: and then there's a testing site that just opened on wednesday in uh, madison right there where the old kmart has been sitting oh, empty for really? years
0: that would be interesting to drive by yes check it out
1: so i i saw people over there um all day yesterday so they were definitely open really yeah they still maintain a police presence when there's the non-testing days, because it's only three days a week that they're testing. Well, what I'm curious to know is the tests that are being done right now, how long is it for the results that are coming back? Like, you know how you're hearing about the people that are working at Kroger that are testing positive? There was three as of yesterday. So how many like how long ago did those three get tested or were those a doctor just declared them to have COVID-19? Cause from my understanding, these tests are like weeks out. So the people that they find out that are getting, that have this, I think if they're actually from physical tests, you know, it's, they got tested a few weeks ago. So say the people we saw, Driving past the testing site yesterday, they're not going to have, we don't even have, to my knowledge yet, I don't even know what the time frame is right now for the, the tests that are done at those testing sites. Because I heard that uh, Detroit got the first rapid test um, set up. So in the one there, it tests, the test results come back. In a matter of 15 minutes.
0: In Detroit? Yeah. How did they make that? How they
1: manage that? You know, uh, I don't know. I, I, I guess I would have thought it would have went to New York City. But apparently Detroit got it first.
0: Have you seen any footage from New York City? Like the testing process, the... It, you know, you ever watch Casey Neistat? Do you know who that is? I have not. You know the name? Who you, I think I may yeah. have mentioned him. Yeah. You, he's a vlogger. And uh, I used to watch his stuff like every day. He would, he would uh, put out a video like every day of his life. Yeah. Just this crazy, like, his life was crazy it seemed it was interesting he'd ride an electric skateboard a couple blocks from his apartment to his job every day and go have meetings and go take rides and people would recognize him on the street and his life was just fun to watch I think he moved out of New York City recently but uh, I would love to see what his vlogs would be like today with things the way they are yeah it would be it would be weird. It, I couldn't imagine it being that interesting either because he would just be stuck at home and you're like watching him play with his kids. yeah definitely Whereas, yeah you got a couple kids YouTube YouTube gaming Facebook live are we going Facebook live? Maybe, maybe if this works. So, Unf- unfortunately, I think yeah.
1: Go ahead. I'm looking at Twitter right now. It seems like Twitter is a pretty reasonable, or it has been a reasonable source of news to get the up to date just by, you know, just hitting the search logo. But I've heard a rumor that uh, Twitter is actually censoring the news that's coming out
0: oh yeah you talking about that joe rogan clip i showed you
1: yeah so uh you know there's a lot of stuff going on right now and it's like we'd, we'd like to know though uh if you how are you guys handling quarantine right now what's have you became invented and inventive and came up with new games like what's going on out there now that they shut down the parks, today is the first day that they actually closed the state parks. So all those people that were going out with their dogs and jogging. You know, I saw the the mayor post yesterday on Twitter saying, "Please don't go to the dog parks." Now, <laughs> I I just almost died I'm like laughing I'm like Are you kidding me? Are there people Really still thinking That it's a good thing To take your dog To a dog park? Maybe the dog Can't catch coronavirus But Or COVID-19 But you can You know what happens When you know You hear that Your dogs can't get infected But Say if somebody goes Oh how cute dog And reach down to pet it And they have the COVID-19 and then you go and pet your dog, your dog jumps on you, licks you after licking his fur. I don't know, but to me that seems like it would be a point of transmission.
0: What do you think, Will? I think I'm showing people my, what I've been working on. If I'm not mistaken, this is a, you know what that is? Is that that, uh, that chiro, Chiropractic at home device. Yeah, I should have brought it in here with us. I think, honestly, well, okay, look, unless you've got a yard, right? I've seen a bunch of people out walking their dogs. They're like one of the most commonly sightable. I mean, everybody else is inside for the most part. You guys, here we've seen a few people going by on bikes and running, so. And I guess that's what strikes me about what you were talking about closing all the parks and stuff is if there is truly no accessible public national nationally and federally owned property you can't go to any state parks I mean people are going to want to go outside and people with dogs are going to have to walk their dogs right you can't just not take your dog out yeah you can take your dog
1: for a walk but you don't have to go to a dog park to do that. No, that's, yeah, that's.
0: <laughs> but I mean, I feel like the people I see going by and their bikes and stuff and running out here. This has got to be, that's got to be the best part of their lives right now is getting out of their houses and going yeah. outside and exercising.
1: Well, I'm not, can, I'm not saying don't, don't walk your dogs. No, I'm and I'm saying, not
0: saying that's what you're saying. Yeah. I'm just saying that it's weird. Yeah. It's weird to me that it's it seems reasonable to tell everybody to stay inside almost like without exception. Especially yeah. when the weather's getting nice, there's so many people who like they they, they live off of hiking, you know yeah they live off of rock climbing or like like my buddy i don't know if this is a if this is a good thing but a few years ago he got a he got into you know he got married and then they bought a house or they bought a house and got married and then they he got a boat you know he had a garage and instead of using his garage to make cool stuff. He just got a boat to put in there. And then every time he wanted to go away from his wife, he'd go out on the boat, but you can still do that. Right. Apparently you can still go out on your boat legally.
1: Yeah. You can still boat. Yeah. I, you know, I saw some friends post some pictures next to the pool in their apartment complex. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, I'm like the maybe chlorine kills, (laughs) COVID-19, I don't know, but I remember, you know, researching about polio and the different things that got closed down with polio and people lost their minds when they closed the public pools. And to me, I would think, you know, maybe when there's a pandemic going, maybe the best place to stay away from is a public pool, (laughs) public pools in the dog parks, public bathrooms, (laughs)
0: yeah, public
1: bathrooms as well. Yeah, don't, and definitely don't take your dog to the public bathroom.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, the the dog park thing is definitely understandable, but I I just feel like. But I mean,
1: okay, this is the thing, you know, where they're trying to leave things to personal responsibility, but it's like, I'm just wondering, like, where where does the thinking come from you know they try to let us self-govern ourselves they're trying not to put all these rules down they're trying to avoid martial law but if we got folks still trying to fight to take their dogs to the dog park
0: i mean look that's the thing is people are being asked like i'm, I'm thinking about somebody who is potentially listening okay via facebook Okay. They've got like a 50-acre farm. Yeah. Being quarantined to your 50-acre farm, I mean, when you live there, you're basically quarantined, like if you want to be, it for weeks at a time, right? Yeah. Uh, the, the ask of our population to self-quarantine is reasonable. And understandable, and and I think I truly believe, absolutely necessary. It makes sense, and it would. But you know, that my thing is about the way the whole thing has been handled. The thing that, as uh, Eric Weinstein put, makes him, uh, oh, what was it? Uh, uh apopleptically, It was a word that I hadn't heard very often in my life. Uh, the amount of rage to think the amount of rage and uh, and now I'm so glad to hear him talking about it because I feel like I'm maybe one of the only ones sometimes, especially while I'm socially isolated and I'm not like on Facebook a lot posting about my feelings and I'm, I'm not I don't communicate with people on Reddit or Twitter, but I have you know Sources of information. It's just that, you know, you it, it made me feel like I was crazy to be. I wasn't just running around punching holes in walls, but I, you heard me. I told my dad and brother. I told everybody. I'm mad about this. And it, and and maybe part of me was mad without understanding why I was mad. But the thing, like to think that two months ago. Or three months ago, information was available. Or, I mean, academic literature, it's like he put it. Scientists have been warning about the potential for this kind of a situation. Uh, We, I think almost everybody, if you don't know, you damn well should at this point, that January 20th or 19th both America and South of Korea had their first cases. And the, the governments of both countries knew that. They both knew that they had both had their first case. We had known about... Coronavirus was in the news in the end of December, talking about China and how bad. To think that people knew and were warned how bad this could get and I mean just having potentially simply done nothing just having simply done nothing on its own is outrageous and infuriating but and you know we're I'm not the only one who thinks that I mean truly how many senators traded stocks and profited after receiving information and uh, official meetings about how bad this was potentially going to get. Yeah. People knew. And and people either did nothing or the things that they did were actually counterproductive.
1: Well, they they've been talking about this since what, 2017? I mean, it's definitely we we can place all the blame on, you know, the government tells us these things there's news briefings about no, it no no but my point but my people, point my I point mean, was
0: that we this has never happened before and we don't know the the short term or long term effects of isolating everyone in their homes not not just considering the mental like people people who have like seasonal depression they've been cooped up all winter the summer comes, and they're forced to stay inside. Now, granted, like I said, we all understand the sacrifice is worth it. It, it seems worth it, but you know, we could potentially have prepared. The the thing isn't just mental health, boredom, uh, you know, lack of exposure to sunlight, potentially whatever. It's just a, like the stress, all these other things, the stress of like food. Hey, especially I've... if you don't have money and you can't get to work or you can't go to work or there's just this whole, that's, and what were you, you were, you, we started, I started ranting because I think you asked me what I thought about people not going to the dog park. The thing about it is that no matter what, it's going to be tough to get me out of the mind state that like we need to seriously address how we organize our communication strategies, our, uh, our policies as a uh, civilization. I mean, it's, it's screwed up to think that it could be as simple as like a profit, something about profit having something to do with it and that alone. But that definitely seems to have hindered our, our reaction and preparation for the situation, especially because some people seem to see it as an opportunity to profit.
1: I I think there's people out there that are, They're just looking at, well, the economy is collapsing and the best thing I can do right now is make a few extra bucks while I still can, you know. That's what I'm doing. But this this is a thing. So you talk about people being cooped up in their house. You know what? If you're healthy, you don't have to be cooped up in your house. There's plenty of volunteering that can be done. That's true. While you're waiting for your
0: stimulus check to come in, Mm. you know. That's damn true. If you're healthy, there are especially in Nashville because I'm sure I don't even know what's going on with I, the tornado cleanup efforts, but I'm yeah, sure they still need. It's know.
1: it's not just Nashville; it's all over the the planet. You know, it, we can sit inside and feel sorry about ourselves for the situation, or we can get out and actually make a difference. But
0: here's what I've been thinking about, Chad. Maybe this is focusing on the negative, but I like to try to prepare contingency plans. What if it was not possible? And maybe there's no point in focusing on this, but just hypothetically speaking, were we to officially have to close and not be able to sew face masks or 3D print mold, assemble face shields... What if Vanderbilt refused to receive our help and participation with their ventilator designs? What if, for whatever reason, like the, the, the fabric company I got fabric from today for the face masks, they are operating under the radar. They asked, I guess, in a meeting, the businesses were remotely attending, where perhaps, I don't know, I mean maybe they just got an email and then they responded via email, but they told me they asked specifically because they were told that that they weren't an essential business. Well, what if we're providing material to make face masks for these people who need them and are uh, volunteering to make them? And they were told, no, it doesn't matter. You're not an essential business. You can't operate. And maybe, maybe they received some implication in that from that correspondence that like wink wink you can't be officially you can't be open because you're not essential wink wink you know but if you're officially closed and you just so have an answer the phone and somebody wants fabric and you sell it to them, you know, they're not going to call the cops aren't going to enforce so it.
1: are they telling the fabric stores that they're not supposed to be open or they're just i think right now like i try to pick up some material for today like and some implements like some scissors and rotary cutters and Michael's, if you don't have, now they have it set up. You're not allowed to go in the door. And what they do is you got to pay for it online. Mm-hmm. And then you pull up. They let you know when it's time for you to pick up your bag. Right. And you pull your car up and show them your phone. And then they they have like a thing where they place the bag mm-hmm. where you can reach and grab it once they're away from it. So that's how you have to get your fabric and your sewing materials from Michaels or other crafting things. I don't know if they're, because they're really they really don't have a bunch of sewing items in there. There's only like a small aisle. The rest is all artsy craft type stuff. So.
0: But I mean, don't you think that if we were really prepared for something like this, we would place an emphasis on creative expression, and and. So somehow or another just to get people's minds off of things or bored them off of their screens like you know what someday we might have to lock down everybody we should make sure that they all have like access to paint and canvases and or modeling clay stuff to keep their minds busy and healthy and active instead of I mean, the thing is, some people probably haven't done anything but play video games since this all started. But me, or
1: or sit on Facebook or. Oh, see, that's a
0: weird thought that people have, and I have thought of. I'm like, you have, you were on, you were just sitting in front. Facebook is there, and I guess it's like that if you got it on your phone, anyhow. But, I mean, I could do it with Reddit if I'm not careful, for sure, with the right circumstances. A bunch of fried cheese, (laughs) and like. Oh, just I just, I there. just
1: discovered, you know, it's so funny because there's so many platforms, but it wasn't until about th- three months ago, I started actually sitting down and looking on Reddit and man, it's You like, waited
0: till this long, huh? I know. I guess it's pr- preparing for the apocalypse. I waited for years. It was out for years before I, f- I had heard of it. And I remember the first time these people, I was working a gig with Music City Roots. Yeah. We took a break from setting up the stage. And they were, we were all eating lunch, and the girl gets on Reddit, and the dude sitting over there is like, says something about Reddit. I'm like, what are y'all talking about? What did the hell is Reddit? I'm like, what? Have you never seen Reddit. And from everything think almost every day, there's been a few gaps where I haven't checked it for a few days. I've been checking it recently, much less. Yeah. But I do consider it uh, informative in regards. I just, I, you know, it's nice to pop in there and see that like people are looking into the activities of jared kushner and then that's at the top of reddit where there's tens of millions of people looking at it and seeing okay so this guy i can't remember what he did yesterday that was so absurd or trusted it was him saying remember did you see he's like i i know that all the doctors and scientists have their calculations and information and projections but I, I've run my own set of numbers and I have my own projections we New York City doesn't really need three hundred thousand ventilators or 30 thousand whatever it was I think it's I know it's at least 30 but three hundred thousand does not seem um, intangible to me for New York City right now especially it's just dude and, and that's that's why I, I,
1: I I'm don't say so, have half of the infected cases out of the US. I don't know,
0: but that's what I was asking. It's a pretty high number. What life I mean you can it's kinda cool and eerie at the same time that you we can log into a live streaming like a live video stream from New York City live feed. New York City live cameras. But I know you're not supposed to record like it's illegal to record in hospitals apparently which what were you saying
1: i think it's probably
0: something like that yeah and the thing is like we're hearing about how crazy it is but we're not seeing video of like people on their deathbeds necessarily which is good really good cuz bet you if there were that footage the news would be they would be playing it. But.
1: Now, i when i was uh watching nightline last night um they were showing videos that um that nurses were uh facetiming so people could talk to their children while, cool. before they died.
0: That's it's uh it was it was definitely grim? In
1: a, a grim eye opener.
0: But at the same, so I mean, I guess it's just, it, I don't think it's that bad on an individual level generally. Like, I don't think people are losing their minds. And I, but okay, okay. We, we can see, see here, yeah. now, there's, there's some people, people out there. there. Is there? Yeah. Few. Probably the
1: people Probably working work DoorDash and <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Uber, Uber Eats.
2: uh so chad and this is
1: john this is he's john here he's a guest host today God. so because uh the executive director will is busy right now we just got a shipment of a hundred wiper motors that were from nissan that we're using to build ventilators
2: so oh, he- that's tremendous yes i've been working on getting some more uh bandanas we had uh, a couple hundred bandanas in one of our reps uh, mothers is a quilter and okay. so she wanted to do something to help so she's been making a uh, face masks. she's been making about four per bandana and so we have started distributing those to uh, some of our members out there in the work locations so i've been trying to get some more bandanas uh, for her because she's uh, turning out about 75 a day okay
1: um now yeah, we've got regular fabric here at Make Nashville that we're allowing people to pick up and take home to sew with. I mean, if you guys run out of bandanas, we could definitely help her out with some fabric. Great. We've had Appreciate. about we've had four sewing machines going. We're also producing masks. Um, I was impressed when I saw the the logo for the union on the mask as well. I was like, damn, that's cool. But.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh- that's where it came from. Uh, so I had just extra bandanas, so they've gone, gone to very good use.
1: So uh, can we get a little bit of backstory about what
2: you do? i the secretary treasurer of the local and uh, with the reps and servicing locations and uh, work with the different HR departments. that um, For the companies we represent, we uh, represent Kroger as a retail outlet as well as a lot of food processing, uh, facilities like Tyson foods, uh, cook foods, rich products, Wayne farms, uh, some different food processors.
1: Oh, all right. Um, so when did you guys start getting active with the COVID 19 crisis? Um,
2: well, uh, you know, as soon as, uh, it, I think it took us all by surprise. And as soon as uh, uh, the rush hit the grocery stores uh, a few weeks ago, three, four weeks ago, um, and people started realizing uh, that it uh, wasn't just going to go poof into thin air in April. Um, as uh, some people had suggested it May, uh, that it was getting very serious. Um, um we we are concerned about the uh, safety of the uh, of our retail workers and also uh, the workers in the packing and processing because they're making the food that goes to the uh, retail stores. Uh, you know we're, we we uh, have been called the uh, union that feeds America uh, because uh, we're in uh, meat packing, uh, beef, pork, poultry. Um, Uh, warehousing, retail food. So we're we're essential. Our members are essential in the food chain.
1: Yes. Um, One thing I've been thinking about is it seems like that would be definitely the way things are set up now with the stay-at-home orders and such that people right now, that's about the only place they get a... Some people get to socialize now, so they end up going to the grocery store And it just seems like it's a dangerous area. And I've been concerned. I've got friends that work in grocery retail. My brother is a manager at a Kroger out in Colorado. Um, And it just seems like from what I've heard from everybody that their stores are pretty much just working them and not providing them with adequate pay because they should – I mean – Isn't a grocery store right now about as dangerous as an emergency room as far as germ transmission?
2: Well, I think that, you know, an emergency room, everybody you deal with probably has uh, COVID or the potential, you know, if they're coming in ill in an emergency room. or um, And you don't know in a grocery store. You know, you bite everyone in the door and you don't know who may have it or who may not. So you certainly have the potential, and you also um, have a great potential to, to stop the spread in the grocery store if you have the proper uh, personal protective equipment, the PPE, uh, available to you. Um, and, and we're working you know, to, to make sure that the employees get that. Uh, uh, I know it's all been directed to um, healthcare workers first, and I understand that, but uh, retail workers are absolutely on the front lines and a, a vital link in the food chain, and um, and it's it's extremely important that they get those. Uh, we're working with our international uh, to give uh, retail workers, retail food workers, uh, designated as first responders. You know, so they'll have more access uh, to PPE equipment and other uh, benefits, uh, like subsidized childcare for them, uh, different things and, uh, immediate testing, um, those type things to help protect them.
1: Yeah, it's definitely needed. Cause I mean, if you think about it, everybody that works in those emergency rooms, they got to eat too. And they're going to the grocery store and coming in contact with the Shit. food service workers. And so Absolute. they could be getting sick from the their clerk at Kroger or the bagger, you know, I saw that Kroger is starting to put in um, the shields in the stores, but it's like even the, the guys that's t- putting the groceries into the bag is touching all the food and he's mm-hmm. talking to the customer, sometimes walking them out to their car, touching their car, or the click list workers who are, you know, walking around the store picking stuff off the shelves and it's just like... Mm.
3: They wear gloves and everything, but uh, you know, try to wear as much protection. I see them all wearing gloves, even though they're at the register. They're wearing gloves and trying to protect themselves as much as they can. But
1: but okay, so I'll give you a little bit of my background. I was a tattoo artist for over ten years, and I know from having to glove up with every procedure. If you move within a step of your area, you're supposed to throw gloves away and mm-hmm. one of the highest points of transmission for hepatitis B and C is on money okay oh yeah so you can take money and test it and probably out of every register you probably got at least one bill that will test positive for one of the hepatitises
3: speaking of money i seen some stores don't even accept money no more at the moment they they only accept cards they're not taking cash uh some i seen some places only taking cards now uh so All that right. could be like another uh a thing that people can do to help fight. You know, yeah, well, one thing that uh,
2: Kroger has uh, tested in one area is going to a click list only oh. store where uh, you can, uh, you know, just order your groceries and that store is dedicated to that. So mm-hmm. that helps protect employees as well. And I think we'll see more of those. I think they'll probably uh, show up in more communities throughout the entire country. I think the employees feel safer. With a click list only store, and the only interaction uh, is um, um, bringing them out and putting them in the car. Yeah,
3: right.
1: So, the Kroger Bellevue that got that had the two uh, employees test positive for COVID 19, do is there a way potentially like to scan the like? I know I've heard about it in the airports. They're starting to scan people with thermometers that they don't even have to, to see if somebody's running a temperature at, at the slightest. You know, to I mean, what about employees coming into work? I mean, is it against the law to check everybody's temperature before they clock in to make sure if they're starting to show symptoms? Because I think a fever is one of the first symptoms, correct?
2: It, it is, and I think anything over 1004 is the mark that's being used uh, or that's recommended by the cdc and um uh, most all the companies that we represent are beginning to do temps i know in food processing that's just begun in some locations today uh kroger is um working towards that as well um i think they're having uh what i understand are are individual disposable thermometers, which are a strip that they hold on their forehead. Okay. And it reads out, so that can just be discarded, uh, so that it doesn't, it's not a contaminant, um, contaminant yeah. thing. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, I've, I've seen the ones that's got like a little red laser, and they just point it at the forehead. They don't even have to make any kind of contact with them, and, you know, you just so there's not all the waste to throwing them away but i i totally get it. at least they're doing that part to where it's they're all disposable and they're t- getting ready to test the employees so what grocery mm-hmm. store chains do you guys have workers in are you guys in all of them like these and public's and the whole foods
2: no in this area we represent uh, kroger is the only retail grocery food chain that we represent we Our jurisdiction is Southern Kentucky, Northern Alabama, Midland, East Tennessee. Uh, But Kroger, through all of its different brand names, is union throughout the country. So UFCW, as an international, uh, we represent uh, Albertson, Safeway, uh, all the Kroger uh, kinds, Stop and shop. There's just so many throughout the country. UFCW represents about 1.3 million people throughout the U.S. and Canada.
3: Okay, are you going to try to do the same across all everybody to represent, or is it going to be by uh, case by case depending on location?
2: Um, no, uh, the like uh, the Nashville marketing division. Is is uh, we represent them, and they're all under the same collective bargaining agreement. Okay. Uh, so their rights and benefits and, and wages are set forth in that. And uh, so those uh, they're negotiated separately uh, per local union, um, but uh, mainly is uh, is set aside by the uh, uh, divisions uh, that Kroger has.
1: Okay. So. With the new wages and stuff that you guys are working on negotiating, um, does that also apply to, like, say, people that work at those Kroger stores that are non-union members as well? Is it for the entire staff of the store, or is it just for union employees? Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, uh, Kroger has instituted a uh, $2 an hour uh, bonus currently, and it it applies to any employee uh, in the work location. Uh, The Collective Bargaining Agreement provides rights and benefits for all the employees there. It's just, we're stronger and better able to provide benefits and protection when everybody uh, joins together and is unified, you know, as as one big family, we can look out for each other.
1: All right. Um, And you were telling me yesterday that the president of the union was in talks with the head
2: of Kroger, right?
1: Well, um, our international
2: president uh, and um, um, national bargaining directors and talks with uh, Kroger Corporate, Uh, we're in constant communication with uh, local Kroger HR representatives and regional uh, HR representatives. Um, and so the, there's an open line of communication. We're trying to work together as partners because it's in everybody's best interest that the uh, workers are protected, the food chain stays open, so we're trying to work together to make sure those things take place and, you know,
3: utmost uh, importance is that everybody stays healthy and safe. That's yeah. the most, thing, most important thing right there. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: I, I, I'm glad you guys are out there working to protect these people because, you know, they need somebody standing up for them. Yeah. Well, absolutely. And uh, Kroger some put in some, um,
2: uh, some protections in the, in the workplace. You know, we have a tempting, we're working together and, and they're attempting to get masks and gloves for everybody, but they've been going to the healthcare uh, first. And, and there's just been a short supply. That's why you guys are trying to make those and uh, we're trying to make those and get them out. Um, they're probably not as good. I know they're not as good as what's produced for healthcare workers, uh, but uh, something is better than nothing. Um, social distancing in these locations are vitally important. <laughs> um, you know, There are six foot markers on the floors and windows telling people to social distance in the work locations. They're making announcements over the uh, PA system in the stores several times an hour, reminding people Uh, to social distance and they started setting up the aisles as being one-way aisles instead of people crossing each other back and forth and it's it's, you go one way down that aisle
1: that's good that sounds instrumental i can definitely see how that would yeah would help a lot Yeah,
3: because people forget how easy it is to social distance especially if you're used to going by people you just may forget when you're walking by somebody or saying hello or Oh, that's right. Not supposed to get too close. And sometimes, yeah, you just forget. It's easy to forget easily. Yeah. People become uh, complacent, yeah.
2: you know, after you've been in it for a while, you know, all the rules and, and the new rules. Maybe we fall back into our comfort zones uh, pretty easy. One of the first things that uh, uh, Kroger did was take out all the seating in the locations because Uh, You know, people tend to congregate, especially if there's no toilet, you know, people would uh, congregate and sit. So those chairs were taken out because the idea is to keep people moving through these stores. And that's something that the uh, employees are really concerned about. You know, they want people to come in with a grocery list, uh, know what you're going to need, get your stuff and get out. It's uh, not trying to be rude to anybody, but, you know, there's no need to be standing around. We need to make room for the next group of people coming in um, so we can keep our distance.
3: You, do you think there, were, there, there, there would be a point to where if it gets bad enough to where you just have it to where people have to just order uh, order products that they want or food that they want instead of coming in the store? Yeah. Uh,
2: um. Uh, you know, I think there'll be an. I think uh, clickless stores may just be an option, mm-hmm. but I don't know that they'll ever get to the point where there's no access to the stores. Uh, they may get to a point where there is limited access to okay. the stores. I think um, um, Mayor Cooper uh, put an order out yesterday that limits the number of people in a retail store at any one time uh, to the number that can be social distanced. Correct that can be six feet apart. So that's a little hard to judge, and I don't really know how that's going to be monitored or released. Yeah. Because just because you keep a few enough people in that you can social distance, because some of these stores are just massive stores. Yeah, they are. Uh, mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that people don't end up close to each other.
3: Yeah. I kind know of Costco was uh, doing that. I think most, Yeah, They were limiting how many people mm-hmm. come in at a time and uh, in and out at a time uh they can, can do yeah, yeah.
1: i
2: it's, uh yeah
1: i've heard uh from some, another worker that does uh instacart he was telling me that he heard that the story is in italy right now they've made people they give you a pass they hand them out to where you get to go to the grocery store one time per pass and if you run out of passes in that week then you get fined for going to the grocery store and that's how they're limiting oh, how wow. many trips people are making. So well, ho- hopefully, that, hopefully we don't get to and the hopefully. point where Italy is and where that becomes unnecessary.
2: So agreed, agreed. I, you know, uh, most people I think have been cooperating, but I noticed um, a graph they um, they were showing uh, um, today was that the longer this has gone on, uh, the more people have started getting back out. So they're getting tired of being home or they're getting uh, just used to the situation and uh, feel safe, I guess, and, and getting out more, uh, which is the exact opposite, opposite of that's what we need. We need everybody to just stay at home and let the um, wave pass by.
1: Yeah, as you say that, I see a couple of kids walking out the window, walking down the street, just hanging out, talking, mm. texting on their phones. Yeah. Uh, they actually, while we were getting set up to call you, this they yeah. they, they announced did, yeah. that the the governor. Put another change the order so there's it's more strict now and there's actually fines that can be imposed for people that are not doing essential work.
3: Actually yeah, I think it was just a few days ago it was at a park there was a skate park there was parents with kids everywhere just mingling and just yeah a whole bunch yeah. of kids and parents just not caring about anything it seemed like.
2: So yeah like, my wife way. and I walk on the uh greenways and uh I think uh It's probably over a week ago. It's the last time we walked because it was uh, just packed with people. Because nobody has anywhere to go, yeah. Uh, So it it just seemed unsafe, you know, to keep walking with that many people on it. So uh, we just haven't been back. Um, Now, so
1: we talked about the grocery stores. Now, do you guys also handle the guys that work in the the warehouses that do all the shipping to the grocery stores?
2: Uh, We don't have any local warehouses here. Uh, We used to represent um, one of the warehouses here in Nashville, but uh, now most of the product comes out of uh, Louisville and Atlanta that's shipped uh, to this marketing division. Um, So I, I think those facilities are represented by the Teamsters. Okay.
1: All right. Well, I appreciate you coming on today and talking with us, and I'd like to be able to get updated by you in the future. So. If you want to keep in contact with me and you get some news that you're able to share with us, it would be muchly appreciated if you'd come back on the podcast and talk about it. Froze up. Are you still there, Rick?
3: Yeah, it just froze We us.
1: apparently lost our feed with Rick. Oh, I'm here. Yeah. So he's here.
3: Oh. It froze up. It, it just froze up. You're back. Okay. Yeah
2: all right we well, appreciate, I appreciate you guys. I
1: appreciate
3: okay. the work
2: you guys are trying to do uh in making masks and um the shields uh the ventilators uh you know i i, I was kind of disappointed that the uh you know the um uh, war act um was put into effect but it's never been really utilized to cause businesses uh to be mandated to make these things so it's fallen on Uh, Caring conscientious citizens, uh, organizations, you know, to take their time and their efforts. Uh, Individual citizens like uh, our rep's mother, uh, you know, that's working at the sewing machine to make these masks uh, and get them out to people. Uh, So, um, you know, those are heroes in this fight. Uh, You guys are some of those heroes in this fight uh, by taking your time and caring enough to do that stuff just like the uh, the workers in the grocery stores i mean we they're absolute heroes uh while the people being told to stay home stay away from people they're told to go to work and uh and be in the middle of everybody uh so they're very brave and dedicated workers to do that and we're proud to represent them and um uh we're glad to be uh
3: working with you guys too well, all right we're well, glad to, we're glad
2: yeah
1: thank you for the compliments muchly appreciated yeah So, yeah, definitely keep us in the loop. Like, if there's anything we can do to help out with what's going on at the grocery stores, if you guys, I don't know if they're ever going to come to the point where they'll allow us to make uh, face shields for the grocery store employees or face masks. But we're here. We're ready to help. So any way that we can. All right. Thank you very much. I appreciate You're it. Welcome. our members do. Thank and, you. And can you tell us what the website is where people can go find out information? Can they sign up right now as this is going
2: on and become a member of the union? Absolutely. We have uh, stewards in the stores. They're volunteers. They're workers uh, that they work right next to them. And, and they volunteer uh, to uh, learn how to represent people, what their rights are, uh, under the contract and under the National Labor Relations Act. Uh, There should be a steward's board in every location that lists who those stewards are, have the uh, phone number of the local union, and the representative that works for the union that is responsible for that location. So uh, they can look for that steward in store, or they can feel free to call us at our office. If they are interested in getting text or email updates, they can text PREPARED to 83071. Uh, and they'll receive uh, updates from our international and local unions uh, in regards to what's going on. Uh, so we encourage people to do that. And, and uh, people are out there are, are, are frightened right now. They're, you know, proud to go to work and provide a service, but they're still frightened. So we're getting a lot of calls from people that are very concerned um, about health and safety. So uh, we encourage people to call and uh we'll tell them what their rights are and and how we can help them and um yeah we're we're happy to do that so yes okay great well
1: i look forward to hearing good news from you in the future so Mm. have a have a great afternoon and happy quarantine you know (laughs) (laughs) these new times (laughs) that are upon us you know
2: well, if, if our members are in the stores, we're going to be in the stores. So uh, we're making sure that they're safe and uh, have what they need. So uh, you guys stay safe and I uh, appreciate you. Nice All talking right. to you. Stay healthy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Goodbye. All right. Bye-bye.